Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that He will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Go ahead and turn in your Bibles to uh, Acts chapter 27. Acts chapter 27. Uh, I want to encourage you. Uh, something the Lord laid on my heart. I know we provide Bibles here and they're on the back of the pews. But uh, whether you have your Bible with you or you're using a Bible that we provided for you here at the church or whether you're looking at the Bible on your phone or on your iPad, it doesn't matter to me as long as you got your Bible. Can I get an amen? We need to have our Bibles with us because we need to be reading the Word of God and studying the Word of God. And you need to have your Word in front of you uh, so when I'm up here preaching, you can decide and you can know whether I'm preaching to God's truth to you or not. So uh, you need to make sure uh, that you have uh, your Bible with you and that way you can continue to grow in your own walk with the Lord. So Acts chapter 27 is where I'm going to be preaching from today. And the title of my message is Shipwrecked by Discouragement. Shipwrecked by Discouragement. How many of you in here by a show of hands this morning have ever battled discouragement? Raise your hand. Come on. We, we all have. We've all been through seasons where we have been discouraged. And discouraged is something that happens to us time after time in our life. Some of you may have walked through the doors this morning and you've been shipwrecked by discouragement. You, you may look great on the outside, but on the inside, there's an, there's an inner weeping going on of, because of what you are going through in your life. Let me tell you this morning that discouragement is one of the greatest weapons in Satan's arsenal. I believe it's his greatest weapon, the weapon of discouragement, because if he can discourage God's people from trusting in Jesus... He's accomplished his goal because his one mission is to discourage you and to break off that, that trust and that faith in God Almighty through his son, Jesus Christ. You see, God has a purpose for your life, and if the devil can discourage you, then he can keep you from walking in that divine purpose that God has called you for. Now, if you open up your Bibles and you study the Word of God, you're going to see that there was many people in the Bible that were mightily used by God, but they suffered and went through seasons of discouragement. Many of our Bible heroes that we know today, like Moses. Moses, a great man of God, suffered seasons of discouragement in his life. Moses was discouraged on several occasions, but one time after God had delivered the people of God out of Egypt, Moses was discouraged because the people of God began to rebel again and they went into sin. How about Elijah, the prophet Elijah? Have you ever heard of him? Elijah was going through a season of discouragement when he was being pursued by an enemy who was attacking him in his life. And that discouragement drove him into a cave of isolation where he became depressed. How about David? One of our heroes of the Bible, a, a man after God's own heart, we find him in the Psalms going through seasons 
of discouragement in his life where the enemy is pursuing after him and he's fearful for his life and he becomes discouraged. And then we find David at times in his life when he's discouraged because of the own, his own sin in his life. He was discouraged because he had committed adultery. He was discouraged with himself because not only did he commit adultery, but he had the husband of the woman that he wanted to spend his life with, he had that man murdered. And David was discouraged because of the sin in his life. How about the apostle Peter who denied Jesus Christ three times? And then he went through a season of discouragement. And friend, let me just tell you, the list could go on and on and on of people who have walked through seasons of discouragement where they've been shipwrecked by discouragement. People have been overwhelmed by the task that they face in their life. Many of you have walked through the doors this morning and you've been shipwrecked by discouragement because of being overwhelmed with just everyday life, work and home and kids and everything going on around you and it becomes overwhelming and you find yourself discouraged. And many of you here today, it could be that you're, you're battling depression and, and you're uh, battling, isolating yourself. And some of you are going through discouragement today because you've been running from God. God has been speaking to your heart and trying to position you in a place where He can grow you and accomplish His divine purpose in your life. And for some reason, you continue to refuse Him and you continue to rebel against Him. And now you're in the darkness of discouragement. Amen. Discouragement comes to everyone. I said discouragement comes to everyone. I know there's been times in my life where I've gone through seasons of discouragement. And, and, and what's so ironic about it is when, when you're going through those times, uh, there, there's a season that you go through and you might could point your finger on these events that have happened in your life that have led you to this place where you're now discouraged. But let me just tell you, sometimes, friend... You, you, you're discouraged and you look and you don't have no reason why you feel this way, but you're just down in the dumps and you're going through the blues and you can't even figure out why. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? You've just been discouraged and that's the, that's the tactic of the enemy. He wants to pull you down in discouragement. So a couple of weeks ago, I was reading in my own personal time and studying the Bible, not looking for a message, just trying to grow myself. And I came across... This one verse in Acts 27 that really just began to speak to my heart. And I'm going, to read the, I'm going to read Acts chapter 27, just a few verses. But here's your homework. I know school's out. Hello, young people. I know school's out, but you got homework right now. Uh, your homework this week is to read Acts chapter 27. Come on, can I get an amen? amen. So Acts 27, but I'm going to read to you uh, Acts 13 through 26. But let me set it up in context. The Apostle Paul has been arrested for his faith in God. And he's been accused falsely of uh, going into the temple and uh, violating the purification ceremony that they have in the Jewish law. And they arrest Paul, and Paul begins to defend himself. And before it's all over with, he requests to stand trial in front of Caesar. And so they decide that they're going to take Paul along with some other people, and they're going to put them on a ship and they're going to uh, take off on a voyage, and they're going to send Paul to Rome to stand trial. So Paul and 275 other people, uh, they come and they, they get on a boat, a ship, 
And they begin to set sail. And while they're sailing, a storm comes up. And, and Paul begins to tell the people, the, the captain of the boat and the owner of the boat, he begins to tell them and plead with them, we don't need to leave. We don't need to leave right now because this is not the time that we need to travel. Because if we travel, we're going to encounter trouble and we're going to encounter ship loss. And so Paul warns them. And I want to pick up in verse 13. Now they decide to take off without listening to Paul. And here's what it says starting in verse 13. When a gentle south wind began to blow, they, they thought they had obtained what they wanted. They being the, the owner of the boat and the captain of the boat, they, they had the south wind coming in and they thought this was going to be what would help them get to where they needed to go. So what they did is they weighed, the, they, they weighed anchor and they sailed along the shore of Crete. And before very long, a wind of hurricane force called the Northeaster swept down from the island, unexpected to them. The ship was caught by the storm and could not head into the wind. And so we gave way to it and were driven along. As we passed to the, the, the lee of a small island called Cotta, we, we were hardly able to make the lifeboat secure. When the men had hoisted aboard, they passed ropes under the ship to hold it together. They were, they were trying to put it all together. They were trying to hold the boat together by ropes. And they lowered the sea anchor and they let the ship be driven along. And it says, we took such a violent battering from the storm that the next day they began to throw the cargo overboard. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard with their own hands. Listen to verse 20. This is the verse that got into me here. When neither the sun nor the stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up all hope of being saved. When, when, the, when the sun stopped shining and the stars could no longer be seen, after day after day of a storm, we all lost hope. Have any of y'all ever felt like that before? And after the men had gone a long time without food, uh, listen to what Paul did. He stood up before them and said, Men! You should have listened to my advice not to sail from Crete. Then you would have spared yourselves this damage and loss. But now I urge you, keep up your courage because not one of you will be lost. Only the ship will be destroyed. Because last night, an angel of the God whose I am and who I serve stood beside me and said, Don't be afraid, Paul. You must stand trial before Caesar. And God has graciously given you the lives of all who sail with you. So keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. Nevertheless, we must run ground on some island and if you get to verse 44 at the very end it says they all made it to shore safely they, they lost their cargo they lost the ship but at the very end of the story if you'll read it this week you'll find out that they made it to the shore but here's the verse I want to talk to you about today because I want to talk to you about discouragement it's found in verse 20 no sun no stars the storm is raging for days and finally we give up all hope. Is there anybody here this morning that it feels like sometimes the lights have gone out in your life? That, the, that as you travel on toward heaven and go on this voyage and this journey, there's times when you don't see the sun shining and you can't see the stars shining. All it is, it seems, is dark clouds and you've lost all hope. Discouragement, my friend, let me tell you what it is. When you're discouraged, you will lose your strength. When you're discouraged, you will lose your passion. You'll lose your zeal. When you're discouraged, you will, be, you will lose your courage and all hope will be diminished in your life. That's a sad place to be. 
Let me tell you this morning that discouragement is real. Discouragement is real. These waves and the wind are pounding on this boat and it's black in the sky and they're no longer able to see any light and all hope is gone and they become discouraged. Let me ask you this morning, what storm are you facing in your life that has shipwrecked you with discouragement? What's caused the lights to go out in your life? Can I offer to you just a few things this morning that caused discouragement from this story? Maybe you're discouraged this morning because of the environment that you're in. Maybe you're discouraged by the environment. It says that the ship sat sail and they encountered a north a northeaster, a hurricane is what it was. They were being pounded from this side and being pounded from that side. And they were being hit from the front and the back by the wind and the waves. Wherever they turned, it seemed like they were being slammed and being battered. Can any of you relate to that this morning? That it seems like every time you turn around, you're being hit with this and being hit with that because of the storms that are in your life. Maybe you're discouraged this morning because of the things going on at your home. The things going on between you and your relationship with your spouse and, and you're battered in that direction. And then you got the kids and, and you're being battered in that direction. And then the finances in your home, it's just not coming in and the bills are adding up. And, and it just seems like there's a hurricane going on around you and you're just discouraged and shipwrecked by it because of the environment that you're in. It could be that uh, some of you are discouraged this morning because of things going on at your work. Can, can, I, can I stand up here and tell you this morning that did you know right here in our own backyard that people are discouraged and shipwrecked today because they're afraid they're about to lose their job and lose their livelihood because they're being threatened? Maybe you're discouraged today because of the prayers in your life that you've been praying. I've been praying for that child. I've been praying for my spouse. I've been praying for God to do a miracle in this situation. And I've been praying, and it's day five, it's day 15, it's five months, it's five years, and God has still not shown up yet. Where are you, Lord? Where are you? And I can become discouraged because of unanswered prayer, maybe discouraged because of declining health. It just seems like everywhere I turn, the wind and the waves are hitting me. It could be that you're discouraged this morning by darkness. It says the sun and the stars disappeared. And I tell you right now this morning, I've been discouraged by the darkness in my life at times. I've been discouraged by the darkness of sin and the result of sin. And many of you might have showed up this morning and you're discouraged by the sin in your life. Let me just tell you right now, friend, that no matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, if you will come to the cross of Calvary and call out to Jesus, He will wash your sins away through His blood and you will be forgiven. He will forgive you. But you know what? You can be forgiven, but there's still consequences to the sins that you've committed. And that consequence and that result will bring darkness in your life. I remember... Uh, this past year, I had an opportunity to travel to New York City, and the very first evening that we were there, uh, we were over in Brooklyn, and we had to travel from Brooklyn by train all the way through Manhattan to uh, our hotel, and it was dark, and it was late at night, and if you see a, a, a train in New York City, and it's dark, and then you got a Beverly Hillbilly on it, you're asking for trouble. And so here we are, and I remember riding on that train, and I was just looking around at the people on that train, and, 
And I was thinking about, Lord Jesus, please just get me to the hotel. It's dark. I don't know anybody. And, and I remember looking on the train, and those trains have, like, advertisements on the computer screens. And, and then as you look out the window, uh, you can see these billboards that light up and change, all these different advertisements. And, and as I was riding on that train, I, I could see the darkness in the night, and I could see what was being broadcasted inside and outside the train. And what you saw was just a, a parade of perversion and sexual morality, and, and it was just surrounding you. It would just seem so dark that it would almost pull you in and discourage you and that's what sin will do the darkness of sin will discourage you maybe you're discouraged this morning because of loss it says that these sailors had to throw the cargo overboard and they threw the tackle overboard there was a great loss and some of you have showed up this morning and you showed up with a loss and it might be a loss of joy it might be a loss of peace it may be a loss of praise in your life but sometimes you can become so discouraged that you can lose some valuable things in your life you can lose them this past week while we were on vacation uh, we had a wonderful opportunity to get into water, and a friend of ours carried a jet ski down there, and we were trying to teach my oldest son, Caden, how to drive a jet ski. Bad idea. I had on my hat and had on a pair of my nice sunglasses, and I remember he got on the front, and he had the controls, and I was riding on the back, and he was asking me how to do this and how to do that and where to turn here. And we stopped and turned around and went to go back down the waterway there. And next thing I know, he just gunned it. And when he did, my feet went straight up in the air. I did a flip and landed in the water, got up. I had lost my nice sunglasses. I had almost lost my hat. I finally found it. And here's what was so funny about it. He never knew I was off the jet ski. He's still going. He's still going. And, and you need to hear him tell the story. He's, he's saying, now, Daddy, when I get down here, do I slow down or turn? And I'm not even on the jet ski. And, and when he finally gets around and he turns around down there, he looks and he says, I saw a man in the water waving like this right here. I said, that's your daddy. That's your daddy. <laughs> but sometimes, friend, your life can be flipped upside down just like that and you can lose some things that are dear and valuable and precious to you. And it can happen fast. You know, there's some families right now that are dealing with loss. I've stood beside three families this week who have buried loved ones, one being a 14-year-old little boy. I'm telling you, friend, there's some people that are discouraged this morning because of loss in their life. It could be that you're discouraged by brokenness. You know, the, the Bible says that the boat was about to fall apart and they put ropes around it trying to hold it together. And some of you come in this morning and you've done everything in your life to try to keep it together. I'm trying to keep my family together. I'm trying to keep my children together. I'm trying to keep it together at work. I'm trying to keep it together at church. I'm wrapping everything around it I can, but it just seems to keep falling apart. And I'm broken. And friend, people are broken today. You're sitting beside some broken people today. Broken people, broken relationships will cause you to be discouraged. But here's the one that really hit me and really hit home for me. And that's sometimes we can be discouraged by the actions of other people. Sometimes you can be so discouraged, not because of anything that you've done, but because of what other people have done or said to you. The Apostle Paul, he went to the people on this boat, the captain and the owner, and he begged them, and he said, please don't leave. Please don't leave. This is not the time for us to be traveling. It's going to be a dangerous time. But they didn't listen to this godly man. 
And now they're having to deal with the consequences of their own choices. And some of you are here this morning and you're shipwrecked by discouragement because of the lifestyle choices of the people in your life that are closest to you. Can I get an amen? Amen. They refuse to listen to you. You've tried to warn them. You've tried to uh, encourage them. You've, you've invited them to church. You've, you've talked to them about the change that needs to take place in their life. You've loved on them. Uh, you've done everything you know to do. And here's what makes it so sad. You, you, you talk to them and you show them the way and you speak to them and you warn them and tell them if you keep going, there's going to be a storm ahead. There's going to be trouble for you. You're going to crash on the rocks and you're going to burn. And you can see it, but they keep right on going. And here's the worst part. They bring you right along with them. And you're right there with them traveling that same road because Paul was not able to get off the boat. He was right there with them. And other people's choices and other people's lifestyle, they can pull you right along in. I will never forget when uh, one day my youngest son was playing in a sand pit in the yard and the Lord spoke to me and and he had sand all over him, and he walked in the house, and everywhere he walked, sand was falling behind him, and it was just making a mess. And here we come behind him, and now we're walking in sand, and we're getting all over it. And, and some people say, you know what? It's, it's my choice to live like I want to live. I'm not bothering anybody else. I'll do what I want to do because it's about me. Well, let me tell you, friend, the lifestyle that you live, if it's contrary to God, people are going to be walking behind you, and it's going to impact them too. And we can, come, we can become discouraged because of what other people do. And I'll tell you that discouragement is dangerous. I'm telling you, friend, listen to me. Discouragement is nothing to take lightly. Discouragement is nothing to play around with. It's a, it's a tool the devil, it's a weapon the devil will use to bring you down. It's dangerous. It, discouragement will cause you to, to hear voices that are not God's voice. When you're discouraged, you'll hear other voices. Paul tried to speak to them, but they wouldn't listen. They listened to their own voice. And sometimes when you get discouraged, you'll listen to your voice, and you need to be careful because you're not thinking clearly, and you won't do the right thing. Or sometimes you'll hear the voice of Satan, and he'll begin to get in your ear, and he'll whisper to you and tell you that God does not love you, that God has abandoned you, that he's forgotten you, and you might as well just quit. You might as well give up because there's no worth in you. Friend, that is a lie from the devil himself. He will get in your ear, and he will whisper those things to you and tell you that there's no hope. And let me just tell you, friend, you can become so hopeless in your life that you can get to a place where you desire that you don't even, you don't, you don't even want to live no more. You don't even want to live anymore, friend. I, I'm telling you, I witnessed that firsthand yesterday when I stood beside the casket of a 14-year-old precious little boy who the devil had got in his ear and whispered to him that it was all over and there was no worth. Friend, the devil is a liar. He's been defeated. There is hope in Jesus Christ. No matter who you are, you believe in Jesus, call on him, and he will rescue you, and he will help you. And we, we put into our son, I just begged him and pleaded with our son and said, Listen, friend, no matter how bad things get in your life, don't you ever forget that Jesus is the solution. Jesus is the answer, and no matter how bad it gets, it will get better. It will get better. Hallelujah. That's a word for somebody today. You showed up, friend. I want to tell you, it will get better. But you have to keep your eyes on Jesus. 
The devil will tell you, no, it's not going to get any better. It's just going to keep getting worse. But I'm here to tell you today that Jesus says that it will get better and you will be rescued. God, help us today to trust in Jesus, trust in his love. I love what the Bible says that Paul told us in Romans 8. He says, I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me tell you something, friend, today. God loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you, and you're worth something to Him, and you're valuable to Him. And the only way that you can have true hope is through His Son, Jesus Christ. I tell you, I mentioned this in the first service. And I've been guilty of this myself, but how many times have we watched people walk through life, people that are dear to us and close to us, and, and I ask myself the question, listen, friend, I, I came out of a lifestyle of addiction. I did. And God delivered me from it. But there's been times in my life when I've asked the question, how can, how can that man, how can that young girl take that needle and put heroin in their arm? How can they do it? How in the world can, can that young man or that woman stay uh, secluded in that house and smoking crack? How in the world can a man uh, be willing to not put food on the table and not even go to work, but take everything that he has and spend it on consuming alcohol? How in the world can somebody do that? I'll tell you how, because they're discouraged. And discouragement will take you down some roads that you never thought you would travel. So when you see those people, don't look at them and say, I'll never go down that road, because if you ever become so discouraged, you never know where you'll end up at. So what you need to do is you need to pray for them and encourage them. When you see somebody that's going through that kind of battle, would you just come alongside of them and realize that obviously this person is discouraged and they're searching for some kind of hope and they're searching for some kind of peace. And I want to come alongside of them and say, you know what? God loves you. Don't you ever forget it. You're special. God can use you in a mighty way. Come alongside of them like Paul and say, take courage. It's going to be all right. You're going to make it. So God help us to rally around those ones that are discouraged. So what's the remedy? What's the remedy? What's the, how do we survive? How do we overcome being shipwrecked by discouragement? Well, I'm going to share these few things with you, and then we're going to close out in a word of prayer, and I want to pray with you around the altar. So the first thing we need to do is we need to focus on the presence of God. When you're going through discouragement in your life, you need to do like Paul and you need to go down in the belly of that boat and you need to get on your face and cry out and seek the face of God and pray to Him and say, God, I'm going through this season of my life. I'm shipwrecked, but I need you. And the Bible says that the presence of the Lord was there. Aren't you grateful today that God will never leave you nor abandon you? I was studying last night and thinking about all the storms the disciples went through, and they never went alone. Jesus was either walking on the water to them or he was on the boat with them, friend. He will never leave you. He's with you to the very end. And he says that I'm with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. He says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. When you pass through the rivers, I will, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, they will not burn you because I am always with you. Aren't you grateful today that God is always with us? Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you like I told him this morning. Let's don't give him no golf clap. Let's give him a God clap. Hallelujah.
We must focus on the presence of God, and then we need to focus on the promises of God. It says here that the angel stood beside him and said, Do not be afraid. You're going to make it, Paul. Don't be afraid. You're going to make it to Rome, and you're going to stand before Caesar, and you're going to give your testimony, and you're going to give glory to God. Friend, if God has told you he will do it, he will do it. And We have all these promises to look forward to, friend. Listen, you had the promise today that no matter what you're going through, brighter days are ahead. The Bible says that weeping may endure for the night, but what joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. You may need to promise today that God will deliver you from your troubles. For the psalmist said, a righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. Here's the promise that we have that everything that we go through in life, God is going to bring something good out of it. For Paul said, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called to get to his purposes. Let me tell you, friend. Don't listen to your voice. Don't listen to the voice of the enemy. But you need to listen to the voice of God and stand on the promises of God when you're going through discouragement. Because his word will stand forever. And then we need to focus on praising God. When you're going through discouragement in your life, I know it's not easy to lift your hands. I know it's not easy to praise him. But we need to do like that song from Casting Crowns. I'll praise him in the storm. And I thought about Job himself, a man who faced catastrophic loss and devastated and just facing a season of discouragement what did Job say the Lord gives and the Lord takes away but blessed be the name of the Lord friend you can still praise him whether you're riding into the sunset sailing away or whether you're going through some clouds right now you can still lift your hand and say blessed be the name of the Lord come on give him praise today you guys have come my worship team will come with us and help me close down. I'm getting wound up now. So we need to focus on praising God. I love what Paul said. This, this verse came to me last night. Listen to what Paul said. He says, I rejoice in my sufferings. Who in the world says that? I, I, I rejoice in my suffering because why, Paul? Because suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance produces character, and character produces hope. And that's what we all need today, friend. We all need hope in our life. We need God to fill us with His hope. And then the last thing I will tell you is that we need to focus on the power of God. We need to focus on the power of God. The ropes are trying to hold it together. <laughs> I've done all I know to do to try to keep this thing from busting loose. It looks like we're all going to perish and we're all going to sink in despair and discouragement. But Jesus came. But Jesus. And they were all saved. And they all made it to the shore. And Paul was able to go on and he was able to testify and give God glory. And friend, God has the power today. He has the power to calm, calm the wind and the waves in your life. He has the power to calm that storm that you're going through today. All we have to do is trust Him. I want to tell somebody this morning, it's not over because God's with you. And God is faithful and God will make a way. Let me tell you that again. God is faithful and God will make a way. God is faithful, and God will make a way. And the Lord wants me to tell somebody this morning that this could be 
today the last day that you're ever on that ship of discouragement again. You're about to get off the boat of discouragement and you're about to get on some new land. Some of you need to go today and get on that new land. You need to do like Paul. You need to walk off that boat, friend, and step out on some new territory and leave that shipwreck of discouragement behind you and begin to say, you know what? My focus is on the presence of God, the promises of God, praising God, and, man, I'm going to tell you, the power of God. And because of what he's done in my life, I look back and I see how battered and beaten it the whole journey was all the way. I don't even know how he got us through, but I'm here today and I'm on new ground and I'm standing in Rome and I'm telling you how good and how great God is. I'm standing here in Mount Olive, I'm standing in Calypso, I'm standing in Goldsboro, and I'm lifting my hands and saying, with God, there's always a way out. Hallelujah. There's always a way out. Don't you give up. Don't you quit. Don't you give up on your family. Don't you give up on that loved one. You keep praying. You keep encouraging them because discouragement is a dangerous place. And, friend, they need you more than ever. And Jesus Christ, he can set them free. He can set them free. He can give them hope today. Would you stand with me, please? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. My prayer this morning is that God would break discouragement off anybody who showed up today shipwrecked. That he would break that discouragement off of you and that you would begin to step your foot off that boat and step it onto that new ground today. Would you bow your heads all across this worship center? Father God, I thank you. Thank you for the opportunity, God, to declare your word. I thank you for your anointing. God, I thank you, Lord, for the freedom and the, uh, that we have in you. I thank you for your truth that sets us free. God, I thank you right now, Holy Spirit, how you're working upon the lives of your people. God, we know that you don't want any man to perish, but everyone to come unto repentance and give their life to you. Lord, if there's anybody here today that's away from you, God, and running in rebellion, I pray that today, God, they would fall down on this new ground in front of the cross of Calvary, and they would repent, God, and turn from the darkness of sin, and they would put their faith in you, and the light of your glory would fill their heart, God, and their they would just be filled with love, God, and they would just experience forgiveness and restoration in their life. And they would be reminded that there's hope in you, Lord Jesus. God, I pray right now, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for breaking those chains over our life. God, I pray right now, God, that you would work, God, work in every heart, work in every soul right now, God. We rebuke the spirit of discouragement right now. We plead the blood of Jesus over every one of your followers, your people. God, may we sail through the darkness and may the sun begin to shine again. And God, we pray, Lord, it would be a new day dawning, God, that weeping may come in the night, but joy will come in the morning. God, I thank you right now, Lord, for helping your people and strengthening your people. In your name I pray, God. Amen.